0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good morning, everybody. This is Jeremy Evans with episode 12 of the Believe in Sports Law podcast. Today is Monday, September 23rd. And just as a little note, the uh, podcast for next week is going to be with a special guest. I actually got the dates mixed up. So in the intro, I, I say that it's September 23rd, but it's actually um, the episode for September 30th. So you'll see that next week, but today is actually September 23rd. So the topic for today on the Believe in Sports Law podcast via the Believe Podcast Network is why Endeavor, the talent agency, is going public. So at first, when I was reading about this and hearing about it, uh, it came as a, as a surprise because a talent agency, to my knowledge, has never gone public. Generally, they're private companies. And I think, frankly, until more recently, I don't think that there was a thought that a talent agency in the entertainment or even in the sports space could reach a level of market capitalization Meaning, you know, the value of the company according to its stock could ever even reach the level of, uh, of what a public company would sort of look at in terms of, you know, what would make it valuable or make it a good reason to go public based on the company's value. But of course, Endeavor has completely changed that, as, as has uh, CAA, uh, the Creative Artist, Artist Agency. So Endeavor, as you may or may not know, is a very large, very valuable company that deals in the entertainment media sports space, and they own a ton of companies. So again, you may know them as Endeavor, but they were also, uh, at least previously, and they ended up purchasing uh, the following companies. Uh, William Morris, which is, of course, one of the first, if not the first, uh, talent agency. And then, of course, they have Endeavor Content. They own the Miss Universe uh, pageant and programming and distribution. They also own the Ultimate Fighting Championship, also known as UFC. And they own a a few other companies, which we'll get into a little bit later. But ultimately, uh, they have a lot of backing and um, and a lot of investments. And it's a company that, you know, initially started out as a talent agency. And it really started from talent agents that started with William Morris and with the creative Artist Artist agency, but then eventually left uh, their employee and started a, a new company. Um, Endeavor, which eventually went back and purchased William Morris and uh, a few other companies, which we've talked about and which we'll get into a little bit later. It's uh, There's a great story on Endeavor, uh, well, on the Creative Arts Agency, but uh, Endeavor is definitely talked about uh, in that book. It's called Powerhouse by an author named James Andrew Miller. Terrific read. It's a long book, about 600, 700 pages long, but definitely a good read about Michael Orvitz and... Uh, the sort of development of uh, the Hollywood talent agencies and sort of where that, where that is today. So ultimately, Endeavor is in a, a very interesting place pursuing uh, this initial public offering. And just as a little background, um, an IPO or initial public offering is where a company seeks investors to put money into the company by purchasing stock the investors then become stockholders and owners of that company. Now, depending on the amount that they purchase and the type of stock held by the stockholder, common stock, preferred stock, whatever it may be, the person can become uh, very influential and make a significant return on their investment, assuming the uh, company performs well. So the Endeavor stock, which is expected to be traded as uh, EDR on the New York Stock Exchange, We'll begin a purchase price at about $30 to $32 per share. Now, with that in mind, uh, plus the amount of shares that they're going to be selling, uh, according to the Hollywood report or the company reported, uh, Endeavor reported $551 million in earnings before interest tax uh, depreciation and amortization last year, so in 2018. And then for the six months ended since June 30th, Endeavors posted revenue of $2.1 billion, up from $1.5 billion in the same period uh, from last year. So those two factors, the amount per share at 30, 30, 30 to $32, the amount of earnings that were coming in, uh, and the revenue uh, that was reported – The company, Endeavor, is expected to reach a market capitalization of $8 billion, a significant figure for a talent agency. So why is Endeavor pursuing this path towards an IPO? Well, the first reason is Endeavor is really no longer just an agency. In addition to the companies that we talked about previously, Endeavor also owns IMG, which is... A significant player in the college sports space. There is a terrific book by Mark McCormick on IMG, who uh, is the founder of IMG and then eventually Endeavor purchased that company. But uh, the book is uh, What They Don't Teach You at Harvard Business School. That's the title of it. Terrific book all about how McCormick started his agency by signing uh, Gary Player, Jack Nicholas, and Arnold Palmer at separate periods um, in golf and then eventually started his company. And I think one of his players, one of the classic stories was that he signed, I think it was Arnold Palmer, uh, to a contract on a napkin. So kind of a cool story. So that alone, that purchase alone, IMG, is huge. And actually there was a period of time where Endeavor was known as – there was first there was WME, which was William Morris Endeavor, and then eventually just became Endeavor – And then there was a period of time where it was WME slash IMG. So uh, it's, of course, now just Endeavor, which makes sense for branding purposes, I think. Endeavor also owns the Professional Bull Riders um, Championship and uh, League, so to speak, also known as PBR. They also own Zufa. They own another company in a joint deal with Turner Broadcasting for esports called E-League. They also own... Uh, with some other partners, EuroLeague Basketball. They also own another company called Bloom. And they also have investments and partnerships from maybe one of the largest companies in the world, Tencent, out of China, and SoftBank and Fidelity Investments. So Endeavor is a serious player in the entertainment media sports space. And uh, they have a lot of backing, a lot of investments. They also own... And purchased, I think in 2000, uh, early was it, or I think it was earlier this year or last year in 2018, a digital video technology company called New Lion. So, part of Endeavor's sort of thinking here in becoming a publicly traded company through this initial public offering is that it's part diversification, part accepting the reality of what the talent agency has become. It is really now an entertainment media sports conglomerate that works with talent and also owns some of the platforms where content can be produced and distributed. So again, first point, why is Endeavor pursuing this path towards an IPO? Number one is that Endeavor is no longer just an agency. Its portfolio clearly shows that it's beyond that. Number two, Endeavor wants to be first. So a competitor, as we mentioned earlier, to Endeavor is CAA. Also a very valuable company, very well recognized. And although CAA has also obtained outside investments and has uh, diversified its its asset portfolio, it's not as diverse as Endeavor's. Endeavor, uh, which is, you know, again, CAA's main competitor, has gone well beyond talent, uh, talent agency work and has really become a much larger, more diverse company. Now, uh, CAA has mostly stuck to talent agency work, and that seems to be its, uh, its uh, sort of MO and where it wants to go with that. Now, I will say, though, that both companies have expanded their sports clientele significantly over the fat, past five years, which goes to show sort of where the market is going and how things will be playing out in that space. Now, interestingly, as the actor uh, Jeremy Irons, famous uh, British actor said in the movie Margin Call from 2001 about the 2008 uh, housing crisis based on loose mortgages, he said that, quote, there are three ways to make a living in this business. Be first, be smarter, or cheat, end quote. So Irons goes on to explain at this board meeting in the movie that although he believes that many in the boardroom are smart, he doesn't cheat and so it's just a lot easier to be first. So Endeavor is really following that line of thinking. They want to be first. They want to be the first to the proverbial punch. They want to beat CAA. Uh, in in the case that CAA may be thinking about going public, there's not been any sort of uh, talk about that. But again, if you want to beat your competitors, be first. Of course, be right. Uh, but uh, but ultimately, you know, being first does help. And I think that's part of Endeavor's uh, thinking here. So. Again, first reason why is Endeavor pursuing the path towards an IPO. Endeavor is no longer just an agency. Number two, Endeavor wants to be first. They want to beat CAA to the punch or whoever else might be pursuing uh, that line of business. And then lastly, Endeavor wants to be more than a talent agency. And this may come as common sense based on what we've talked about, but that's where they see the future at. You know, talent agency is one space. Of course, from a reputation standpoint, you know, agents do have a reputation. I mean, as do lawyers, frankly, uh, right or wrong. And uh, ultimately, Endeavor sees its future beyond just representing talent. I think if I was in their shoes, you ideally would want to set up a situation where you could control the talent, control the distri- distribution, and control the production. That means that you can control cost, you can control theatrical windows and ultimately uh, become essentially the studios of old. Uh, Endeavor really wants to push and influence its way beyond the space of talent representation. Now going back, famously there was the Paramount case, which uh, talked about uh, the U.S. Justice Department came in and essentially forbid studios from having – and holding the contracts for talent, which were sometimes generally sort of lifetime contracts, controlling the production studio, uh, which which was what they were, and then also uh, controlling the theaters for distribution. And the idea was that if you controlled all three levels, that content would be limited, and ultimately the studios would only push their particular content, and uh, it wouldn't necessarily be a free market. And uh, there were some definitely some strong arguments to... To sort of claim that and some facts going to that. Now, in today's age, there has been a constant sort of blurring of the line between town agency and production studio, and who controls distribution. Which makes sense. I mean, in some sense, if you uh, if you want to control outcomes, you want to control uh, profits. You're gonna you're gonna try to you know essentially take over whatever areas that you can. Now, of course, you have to sort of do that within the lines, the legal lines, so to speak, of of what's allowable. And the Paramount case really set out the Paramount decree that uh, you could not own, you know, multiple areas of production and distribution and and uh, talent. Now, of course, as as we've sort of seen over the last few years, this this line has been blurred. And frankly, Endeavor is not the the biggest culprit of this. You know, I think they're doing what they see the space doing. And I think ultimately you look at the power streamers like Netflix and Amazon with Hulu and Disney Plus and Apple Plus and HBO Max and the uh, blurring of technology and Hollywood and uh, what's going on there and Silicon Beach and everything else. And it really comes down to industry and control. And of course, I know that Justice Department has reported that uh, they are doing some investigation into some of those tech companies like Facebook. And uh, that sort of blurred the lines between technology and privacy and everything else. But there just seems to be a constant sort of push towards more control and more influence in the industry. So, you know, sort of looking at a historical perspective, uh, some may say that the golden age of Hollywood was when the studios had more control others not so much and of course many sort of areas in american history have sort of followed this path i mean sports has done the same thing you know in terms of uh, unions and players associations pushing for more control from the owners and you know vice versa now that all being said you know ultimately endeavor is going to have its payday and uh, its sites are on progression not only to be growing in hollywood but beyond so Why, to recap, is Endeavor pursuing an IPO, initial public offering? It, again, comes down to Endeavor is no longer just an agency. It clearly has portfolios more diverse than just representing talent. Two, Endeavor wants to be first. It wants to beat everybody else to the punch, specifically CAA, although there's no uh, current evidence to that CAA is going to be pursuing that, which in some sense goes to show you how far Endeavor has come and where they are today. And then lastly, Endeavor wants to be more than just a talent agency. Uh, They really would like to see themselves more as a studio and somebody that can both have talent and also control distribution and production. And I think that's clearly shown by some of the companies it owns and the investments that it's seeking. So this is uh, this week's podcast. Again, today is Monday, September 23rd. I'm Jeremy Evans, your host on the episode 12 for Believe in Sports Law via the Believe Podcast Network. Hope you've enjoyed the show and hope you have a great week. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.